What's up, boys? Welcome back. We're here for a special podcast grading episode. This one's been highly anticipated. Join with me as usual, Aaron. What's up? And we have some guest hosts today as well. Join with us is Nick and Trent. How are you guys doing? Hello, doing well. Good, good. Excited to talk some grading and one week to football, NFL football. Yes, sir. It's been such a long time. I knew the last few months, like it felt like it was going by quick at the start, like during the draft and all that. But during the summer months, just slowed down completely. You need football back. But yeah, we're going to be doing special podcast rankings, like grading type episode, a little bit of both. We're going to go through each team and uh, pick where we had them out of the top 12 here. So it's going to go 12 to 1. I guess you could say worst to first, but don't get offended by your team placement. This is all subjective and it's all for fun. So Aaron, you want to explain how we uh, graded the teams here? Yeah, so basically I uh, tried to come up with a system that would kind of accurately, you know, objectively give points to each position group. So uh, it's on a 100-point scale. Uh, the starters were worth 80 points, and then the bench is worth 20. And within each of those brackets, you know, quarterback was worth 10 points for the starters, running backs, receivers were worth 20 etc etc to fill the 80 points for the starters and then a similar setup for the bench so we looked at each roster and graded based on you know how we felt that team was compared to the rest of the league and gave them points as a result um yeah so my grading was a little bit different i kept the same 100 point scale but i did my grading a little bit more by committee so I allocated two and a half points to your head coaches, 15 to your quarterback, 20 to your running backs and wide receivers, 10 to your tight end, D tackles, linebackers, and corners and safeties, and then another two and a half to your place kicker. So mine was a little interesting because I did grade by committee, as mentioned earlier. So for example, my team, you know, the quarterback position, Carson Wentz, Drew Brees, and then Jarrett Stidham. So Carson Wentz and Drew Brees, pretty high. But because Jared Stidham was a part of that committee, the grade dropped a little bit. Didn't do starters and backups like you three did. Uh, made it a little more interesting because I kind of took like a holistic approach to it. So each team ended up being graded out of 100 here. And as we go team by team, we will go number by number, 12 to 1, like I said. And at the end, we will reveal the average score for each team. All right, so let's get into it. Starting off in number 12, we have the Omaha Hawks. Ryan started off with Patrick Mahomes, his first-round pick. He's got Tom Brady and Derek Carr as the backups. Obviously, a very strong quarterback room there. I think we're all a little surprised when he took Mahomes. So he's a little bit weaker at some of the other positions after starting with Kelsey in round two. Yeah, so Ryan actually had a perfect quarterback score on my grade, uh, 15 out of 15. His wide receivers, I think, are the biggest question mark. Um, you know, Ridley's obviously promising. Benjamin and Stills are established. Sutton's promising. And Watkins is probably, I would say, maybe his best bet to get him some points. So not really having a true number one receiver. Um, 
is probably the biggest question mark on his roster for me. Yeah, I think that's his biggest uh, issue at the moment is he has a, a bunch of solid number two guys, but, I mean, especially once the Tyreek Hill news came about, that really kind of hurt Sammy Watkins' chances of being a one. So I, I'd also agree that's his biggest issue. I also think he might run into some issues at running back. Uh, obviously, he has Le'Veon Bell, who should be a beast for this season and beyond. But then after that, I don't know how much I'd love the running backs. I mean, Jordan Howard should be involved through at least the first half of this year. Uh, Matt Breed is looking a little better in light of the Jack McKinnon injury. Um, but it's just a pretty thin group. He only has five running backs total on the roster. So that's another area that uh, might look to uh, need to be addressed here moving forward. Yeah, something doesn't sit right with me uh, having Sammy Watkins as the one. Now I know uh, Calvin Ridley is perfectly fine too. Emmanuel Sanders might be a perfectly fine too. But the receiving core is a little weak. I think for me, I had him graded out with a 11 out of 20 for his receivers. I'm just not really too fond of Sammy Watkins as the one, as I mentioned. And Cortland Sutton is kind of iffy for me. I'm not a big fan. And then Chris Moore and Travis Benjamin and Cordero Patterson, who uh, really aren't going to produce much on the field this year, just kind of gives me the, uh, the heebie-jeebies at wideout. But Le'Veon Bell, I'm a huge fan of. And Matt Prieta, as you said, he's looking a little bit better as of recent events happening for the Niners. And the Niners still do have Tevin Coleman, so that's a question mark as well. We know Matt Breida is going to ball out, though. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd probably echo everybody else's sentiments in uh, the running back wide receiver room, but even just looking at tight end, that is, he's going to be set for probably the next 15 years with Hawkins in there, and he'll be good to go for the next five with Kelsey. I don't know. It might be a bit too much. But uh, yeah, at least tight end and quarterback, he's solid at. He can just focus on running back wide receiver with the next few years of drafting. And I don't know. Those or those rankings should be able to turn around pretty quickly. Could be a true Cinderella story. See, on average for Ryan's team, we ended up giving him a 64.4 out of 100 there's a lot of young pieces on this team. Could ride Le'Veon Bell and Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey to some good playoff victories here in the near future. Just got to improve a little bit of the depth here, and this team's got potential going forward. All right, coming up next at number 11, we have the Atlanta Sharks, Jabir, the tight end master himself. Still got five tight ends. Uh, he cut down his roster to 48. And uh, still got Evan Ingram re- leading the pack there. He's got two kickers at the moment. Got a good quarterback room there with Baker Mayfield, James Winston, Joe Flacco, Tyree Jackson, the rookie. Still got some question marks, though, on the roster. I had the Sharks at number 11 on my personal as well. I think the scariest thing for me is also running backs. Philip Lindsay is is number one, which isn't a terrible number one to have, but definitely probably outside of that top 10 running back class. From a dynasty perspective, it's a great pick, and you can always build on that position in future rounds. But as far as this year goes, uh, it's probably the biggest question mark for me. And tight end, uh, Evan Ingram, 
great pick, and Jared Cook should see some upside in New Orleans now. But after that, um, hopefully we're not projecting injuries here, but if something would happen to Ingram, I could see that being a struggle point as well. Yeah, the wide receiver room's looking... Uh, it's looking pretty top-heavy, I guess. I like Michael Thomas. He's going to be Drew Brees' number one target until he retires, which, I don't know, that could be in a couple years. And after that, Tyler Lockett is primed for an even better year than last year in most people's minds. Um, past that, though, there's really not a great third option. Pettis, who knows? He's kind of a wild card at the moment, the way that news is coming out about him. He could be great. He could be a complete bust. And aside from that, all that he really has is Larry Fitzgerald at that three spot for wide receivers, which really brings down uh, his starting lineup. Uh, Riley Ridley is, I believe, just a name. And Hakeem Butler is already out for the season. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to bring up what I think is probably the weakest position group on the Sharks team, which is actually the uh, linebackers. I think Shabir is going to end up in a spot where he's having to start both Tennessee starting inside backers, which kind of limits the upside that he's going to get from the position. And then he's probably going to end up having to start Lorenzo Alexander or KJ Wright. Um not exactly thrilled with those options and there really isn't much depth on at the position hey you have to think though the uh, titans do play the jags twice a year so there are going to be a lot of run stuffs in those two games i mean that is that is a fact i cannot dispute i do like the sharks defensive line i think that's where he'll probably get most of his points on um i mean even though they're not the highest scoring position defensively ford casey Wilkins, Lawrence, that's a pretty solid four or five guys to to build on. Ford was a bit of an underrated pick there, too. He's going to get sacks, so for him to be in a better position than he was last year and put up the numbers that he did last year, his potential, um, he could even exceed what he did last year. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, he kind of even has alluded to it himself that he doesn't expect to do very well this season based on his hype for Jerry Judy in the chat. Uh, I mean, he has his pick and Ryan's pick, and so if we're going to take any stock into these rankings, uh, Jabir is going to have a very good rookie draft in May, as he might have two of the top picks. So I think he does have some building blocks, but just doesn't have the, the necessary depth to really make much of a run this season. Man, dude could just straight up take Judy and Swift back-to-back. I think another thing, the mention maybe would even be the fact he got Andy Reid as a coach, which mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a difference maker coach is he going to be in this league, but he's definitely could be that difference maker if there is one. You should get a, a lot of points from QB. As I mentioned, the Baker's potentially going to have a breakout Pro Bowl campaign. And he made a good pickup the other day. Damian Willis was mentioned to be one of the starters for the Bengals the other day. The UDFA, but he should see a lot of playing time while AJ Green's out. So that might be a good sneaky good pick for one dollar on waivers. I think even though Baker is his starting quarterback probably to day one, um, he can kind of stream Winston, and depending on what the matchup is that week, uh, even though the Buccaneers and the Browns historically aren't that great, the quarterback play from both of them fantasy wise is has great upside. 
And don't forget, he has the actual best kicker in the league. Maybe not necessarily fantasy-wise, but the best kicker in the league in Justin Tucker. So he should get some decent points from that. Yeah, but didn't he miss last year? He missed a PAT when he got announced or jinxed. <laughs> These don't remind me. I have scars from that, dude. I had my hands on the back of my head just walking around the house after that. That was trash. It's okay. You could uh, be a Buccaneers fan like Nick and I, and uh, we haven't had a good kicker since Martin Gramatica, so... Yeah, see, you're right. I've been spoiled. Matt Gay is going to be the difference. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> we can only hope. The last time the Bucks drafted a kicker, it worked out great, so I can't wait to see what happens this year. <laughs> so we ended up having Jabir at a team average 65.4 grade, which comes in at number 11. All right, so coming in at number 10, we have the Toronto Tauntauns, uh, Tony's team. I was a bit of an outlier here as I actually have this team post-Andrew Luck retirement ranked number 12. Uh, although, actually, I had this team pretty low before that, primarily because of his tight ends, which I actually only gave a 3 out of 10. I just don't think the group of Chris Herndon, Ian Thomas, Adam Shaheen is particularly impressive, uh, especially not for this year, I don't think. Um, and he does have you know all young guys, so maybe in the future this is a good group. But me in particular, I think this is probably one of the weaker groups of any position group in the entire league. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with the whole luck situation. Um, it definitely stinks for him because he was banking on having luck as a future guy. Um, but he still has Roethlisberger for this year and maybe the next one or two, possibly three. So for this year, I think he still sits pretty. I had him at nine on my personal list, so not too much better. I love that he has McCaffrey, and Nick Chubb's going to be a stud. Biggest question mark about Chubb is obviously when Hunt comes back, what the production with him's going to look like. Um, and then, as you alluded to already, Aaron, the tight end situation is, um, I think, other than myself, um, I had him as one of the worst tight end groups. But in my case, I have Burton, who's at least going to be on the field for the first four games. Uh, other than that, I think his defense is actually solid. Um, I had his linebackers on you know, my personal list at a 9.6. So he might have a lot of tackle. He's going to get a lot of points for tackles with Smith and Leonard. Yeah, I actually ended up being the highest on this roster. I had him at number seven overall. And that is primarily due to the fact that he has, in my opinion, a very, very strong running back core. It's actually looking a little bit better as time has gone on because originally the, uh, the backups weren't too strong for this team. But over the last few weeks and the events that have transpired throughout the preseason, we've seen a massive bump for Darwin Thompson. And Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb should carry the load for this team. He's going to get a lot of points, especially in the .5 PPR from Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb looking to break out there in Cleveland with what should be a top 10, potentially even a top 5 offense there. Justice Hills looked pretty good this preseason. If he can show up for the Ravens in regular season and actually see the field, he should provide some decent flex-worthy play. Jalen Samuels might even see the field a bit too. The Pittsburgh coaches were saying in the beginning of the preseason that he was going to see the field a lot more. Not so sure that's going to happen, but he still could provide a few points per game here and there. Chris Thompson also going to show up for Washington. He's going to be underrated as usual, as long as he can stay on the field, should provide 
around five points at least a game. So he's a really strong running back core. Quarterback's obviously hurting right now. He's only got one active player on the roster in uh, Roethlisberger. But, you know, he's going to end up grabbing somebody here soon. And then I'm a little bit higher on his tight ends than the others, as I think that Ian Thomas, after Greg Olson either retires or gets hurt again, Ian Thomas is going to go crazy. He should be a top 10 tight end going forward post Greg Olson. Uh, yeah, I'd say that I also would rank him. Or actually, I ranked him exactly where we have him at 10. But yeah, the main drop being from the Andrew Luck retirement, that brings down Luck, obviously. <laughs> it also brings down Hilton a little bit, which is his wide receiver one quite clearly. Um, love the running back core. Uh, yeah, McCaffrey, Chubb are going to light it up this year. Uh, Justice Hill has a great future. I think that um, a lot of people are, in light of recent events and the way people act to recent news, the luck retirement, It obvi- I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't affect T.Y. Hilton, but the Colts are still a football team and they're going to throw the ball and Hilton's going to be on the field. So I actually like T.Y. Hilton a lot more um, still than I think some do. I mean, he had Bursette for pretty much all of last year and still put up numbers that are respectable. So I think moving forward, Hilton won't be that big of an issue. Um, I think the recency bias has definitely played a huge factor in his his overall um, value in Dynasty and just like in other drafts and mocks that I've seen. I actually like his receiving core a little bit more than everybody else too. He doesn't necessarily have that bona fide number one wide out in T.Y. Hilton anymore. I mean, he's obviously still going to be good, probably a top 20, but he doesn't have the potential like top five ceiling that he would have had with luck. But still a bright future there with Anthony Miller. I think MVS is going to actually go crazy, and I wanted to draft him in the, the actual draft itself, but missed out on him. Should have a pretty good floor play with Marvin Jones and then Deshaun Jackson going to be decent there for the next two or three years until they kind of fade away. So yeah, overall, Tony came in with an average of 67.3 out of 100 for his team grade. So coming in at number nine, we have fellow co-host Nick, the Winnipeg Wendingos, and he has a pretty solid roster. I had him at 10 on my list, but the biggest question mark for me is his running backs. I like Connor and I like Johnson, but then after that, you have McCoy, McKinnon, and Sony Michelle. You never know what's going to happen in the Patriots' backfield. So that's probably my biggest question mark for his team. I like the tight end core of Hunter Henry. Olsen will maybe play a little bit and project some good points for you. And Jacecki is still the future tight end in Miami. So I like the running backs first two, but the depth scares me. And the tight ends, I like Henry and Jacecki towards the future. Yeah, I agree. I also love some of the running backs on this team. I actually inquired about Carryon Johnson the other day unsuccessfully, as Nick knows the value that Carryon holds at the moment. Carryon and Sony and James Conner should provide a really good floor-ceiling combo there at the running back position. So he's going to be set up with those two starting and then a flex for one of them. And then wide receiver, just loads and loads of upside. 
stacking up with young guys. Like this is one of the receiving cores that could be the top. We're talking in the next two years, potentially even next year. And then Hunter Henry at tight end. I had him ranked out as a top five tight end overall in my rankings. And the upside for this roster is crazy. You just have to see it realized. Yeah, I like the fact that his wide receiver, I do like his wide receivers and the potential upside would probably even have a higher grade if it wasn't for the uh, A.J. Green injury. But hopefully he comes back healthy because he's obviously a stud for Cincinnati and for fantasy owners everywhere. Uh, Washington from Pittsburgh, that's a great pick. He's been looking great in preseason and is has a great chance to be the wide receiver too in Pittsburgh if he hasn't already solidified that spot. Yeah, I'd have to say pretty happy with me. Um, I don't see too many glaring weaknesses. Obviously, running back depth is pretty sad past the top three. McKinnon just keeps getting injured. Um, and yeah, I love my wide receivers. I'm looking towards the future for the most part. Made that AJ Green trade to kind of bring it to the present a little more. And yeah, aside from that, like my defense too. Were you expecting to get Harry, Nikhil Harry, or were you hoping to get a running back? I was expecting him to be gone. But when he did reach me, I just couldn't say no, really, at that point. Yeah, I, I like how you alluded to uh, you're excited for the future, because um, that's kind of where I see your team. I think this team has a ton of potential heading into next year, uh, given the development of Nikhil Harry, Debo Samuel, even, you know, James Washington, Corey Davis, maybe with a new quarterback. Um, so I like a lot of your young pieces. I just don't think you have – you said you don't have any glaring weaknesses, but I also don't see glaring strengths per se. Of course, I mean, obviously the trio of running backs I think is really good, but uh, I don't think you're the top end at any one given position per se. You're kind of like middle of the pack, and uh, the way that I graded it, it kind of just – Pulled you down as a result. Quarterback situation is looking absolutely phenomenal, especially after what Daniel Jones has been doing the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm happy with uh, how he's been doing. He's kind of one of those guys I've taken a few shots on in Dynasty Leagues because, uh, you know, sixth-round draft capital, and he was going way late for that. The pick of the draft could be Bruce Arians. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. I thought you were just going to say the pick of the draft might have been Daniel Jones, because it might be. <laughs> so we had an average aggregate ranking of a 69.3 for Nick. Coming in at 8th is the Metropolis Magicians. Um, definitely a strong team kind of across the board. Um, Got decent quarterback in Dak Prescott. Nothing real flashy there, however. Philip Rivers still has a couple of solid years left in him. Uh, the running back core is it's good. I got Delvin Cook at 10 in my rankings. I can see him being a decent wide or running back one for the next few years, that two to three year window. I think his tight end situation pre Andrew Luck retirement was one of the best situations to be in and now post it may hurt more than it helped because Doyle and Ebron obviously probably the best one two tight end punch in the league 
now that Luck is gone, hopefully Brissett can rely on one of them as a safety blanket. And then uh, Reed still has some upside if he can stay healthy. And he has his tight end of the future in Fant if that situation works out in Denver. I really like his uh, D-line. Once again, not the highest scoring position, but Clowney, Hubbard, uh, Allen, I think all three of those as starters is probably one of the best three-man defensive line starters that we have in the league so far. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel like I should be compelled to like Devin's team given that I've supplanted a lot of his uh, mid-tier players by giving him Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, and uh, Curtis Samuel in recent months post-startup draft. Um, but yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I think his running backs and receivers are pretty well balanced uh, in both spots across the board. I mean, I think he's four to five players deep at each position, which is better than we can say for a lot of the other teams in the league. Uh, he might not be the number one team at either spot, but I think especially going into the season, as we move along with injuries and stuff, I feel like Devin is in one of the best positions just in terms of his overall quality of depth. Yeah, I actually had Devin graded out the highest as the fifth overall team. I'm very, very high on his running back and wide receiver starters here. I think that Dowling Cook, uh, Josh Jacobs, and then Chris Carson at the flex is an incredibly strong running back trio. Dowling Cook has that RB1 potential you're hearing everybody rave about, and then we all saw that was an 85-yard touchdown run the other night. His ADP shot up a few picks. I tried to get him in a redraft, actually, the next day. I was hoping that nobody saw it, and I got sniped three or four picks away from him. It was unfortunate. But Mixon in the receiving core, AB with now Josh Gordon with the news that he's coming back and playing, makes his receiving core a lot better. And then you also throw in Curtis Samuel, who got in a trade from Aaron as well. He's got super high upside at the starting running back and wide receiver positions. And he made some really good picks on defense, too. I mentioned this in a previous episode. I think having Jonathan Allen and Jadavian Clowney on defense is going to really work out for him, as well as Chris Jones. Can't forget about Chris Jones in there. But uh, also, Deion Jones at linebacker, going to be an absolute stud for years to come. So this team's, for me, I think it's a top-five team. And it's just gotten better and better for him over the last few weeks. This is one of those teams where the news and the events that have been happening across the league have just skyrocketed him up, in my opinion. I had Devin at six in my rankings, so kind of in between where you had him, Cole, and what the overall was. I think other than Tony with the Andrew Luck news, the one thing that scares me about Devin's team is, barring that Dak Prescott could play for a long time and be healthy, but he may not put up the fantasy numbers that Devin is expecting. So with his other two quarterbacks being Rivers and Foles, I could see Devin being one of the first teams other than Tony to make a move for a quarterback in upcoming drafts, if not trade sooner. Let's see, yeah, for Devin, eighth team overall. We had him in an average of a 69.9. Coming in at number seven, you got the Boston Clams. Mr. Joseph he has got probably the youngest team in the league at least it was as we know he's made some trades recently to get a little bit older there get more of a win now going for him he traded for adam thielen also made a move for george kittle who's still young obviously uh, running backs 
also a little bit older in certain slots there. He had Lamar Miller slated to be a starter for him until the ACL tear a few days ago. Kareem Hunt's obviously not going to play the first few games. He just ended up having a surgery today. I can't remember if it was for uh, ankle or groin or something like that. But Kareem Hunt with the surgeries, he's going to be out for a little bit, but that shouldn't affect him. Latavius Murray and Saquon are going to be your starters there. He's loaded at quarterback, probably the uh, either him or Ryan with the top quarterback room in the league there with Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Bridgewater, and Greer. So this team's got a lot of potential in the future. Uh, wide receiver kind of scares me a little bit outside of the uh, top guys there, Smith, Schuster, and Thielen, and then Kirk got all the potential. But uh, I think that he's a fringe playoff team this year. Not so sure about going uh, forward. I think I had him ranked the lowest on consensus. I had him at number 10 overall. I don't know. I really do like Joey's team. I have him ranked as actually tied for number one. The rest of you guys are bringing him down, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the quarterback room, Aaron Rodgers, for the next few years. is well, going to be Aaron Rodgers. You don't really need to explain much more than that. Then he has the future in Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, provided they don't flame out. Um, running backs, we have uh, Barkley, number one. Was that number one pick he made there? He hit one one. Yeah, yeah, he'll be there for. Uh, he's gonna go past the two to three win- year window for sure. Uh, Kareem Hunt. I don't know what he'll do in the second half of the year with Chubb being who he is, and him going through surgery at the moment. He might have a slow start to the second half. They might not even use him that. Uh, James White's a good RB2 for most purposes. Uh, Naheem Hines is probably going to be catching a lot of balls out of the backfield there with uh, Luck retiring. Lat Murray is going to be, well, he'll probably just take over Mark Ingram's role. I'm pretty sure he's younger than him anyways. Uh, Yeah, team up with Kamara to make a dynamic duo. Uh, Yeah, I really like the wide receiver core as well. I like the stack of Juju, Thielen, and Kirk. Um, Paris Campbell will be the future there. John Brown and Tyrell Williams are players that I like this year to get wide receiver three points and kind of just keep a flex spot afloat. And then, of course, yeah, George Kittle. See, I like his uh, his wide receivers for the starters, as I mentioned. Uh, John Brown, I forgot about John Brown. John Brown's going to be really good there if Josh Allen actually shows up there for Buffalo. I'm not probably sharing the same sentiment as you with Tyrell Williams, but um, yeah, John Brown's going to be a solid wide receiver for there. The rest of them, uh, the indie wideouts that he has paired there, Paris Campbell and Deion Kane, who knows what's really going to happen with them going forward. They have a big downward arrow coming on them now with Luck being out, but we uh, let's see what happens here. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Joey's team at all. He's probably going to dislike me for saying this, but I actually liked Joey's team more before he started making trades. And I don't mean that in a rude way. I think he was trying to accomplish um, some veteran leadership on his team, which he did getting Thielen from me. Um, so I don't think he got worse. I think he just tried to assess what he thought was her, his immediate needs 
which may hurt him in the long run because I thought he had a pretty solid young group um, when he had Pettis and things like that. I do like his linebacking core. I think it's one of the best in the league. Uh, you got the rookie in Bush, who's going to have a ton of points, and then uh, Watt, Hitchens, and Chubb, and Bostic. Those are all solid linebackers who are tackling machines, and with it being a point per tackle, he could see a lot of points coming from his linebacking group. I mean, if it makes you feel better, Trent, I'm pretty sure Joey is uh, lower on his team now than he was after the two drafts. Um, he has said it himself that he kind of put himself in purgatory. He doesn't know if he's good enough to contend, but he's also not bad enough to get a top pick. And plus, he doesn't have his first-round pick this year. Um, I'm going to talk about his defense. I think that's probably where he's the weakest on this team. I think at every level of the defense, he has a stud. So, I mean, Derwin James is injured, of course. But, I mean, Derwin James... Devin Bush and Miles Garrett give him great studs at each level. But I just think the depth is pretty poor at every level. He's going to have to take some time, maybe through free agency or maybe through the next couple of drafts to address defense. But I do think this is a team that could contend for the playoffs this year or it could be a bottom three team. It has a lot of vari- variance in its sights. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying about the studs. I still I still think his linebacking core is really good, though. I think Chubb will be a stud. So we had Joey with an average rating of a 71, putting him in seventh place, as we mentioned. All right, moving up to number six, we have the commissioner, the San Diego Paladins, at a 71.3. So this team was the one that ended up being the wide receiver heavy team coming out of the draft. He's made a lot of trades, moved around to grab a bunch more picks. He's got a ton of picks at the top of the draft for 2020. Made a huge move from Melvin Gordon earlier as well. So the running backs looking a little bit better than they were with Gordon there, as long as he doesn't hold out for the entire season. Wideout's a little bit less strong here, but as we mentioned, he's got a ton of picks here, so you kind of take the good with the bad. And tight end, Mark Andrews, I think he's going to have a breakout campaign and just pop off for him. So what do you guys think about Aaron's team? I like his team. Um, wide receiver, obviously, is the big, big one to look at. Hopkins, Boyd, uh, Allen, Funches, uh, the rookie in Brown from Tennessee. Aaron got his guy. I also like Andrew. I like Andrews and tight end. I also like uh, David Nyoku from Cleveland. I think he'll be a solid uh, red zone threat for Baker and the Browns. Uh, running backs, I'm also excited about for Aaron. I think Geis, uh, if he's healthy, he seems like he's doing great in camp and he'll be ready for a breakout year, his true rookie year. Um, Harris is also a great pick, and Sanders may not get a lot of touches early in the year for the Eagles, but I think he will predominantly be a PPR guy and he will find a great role there in Philly, uh, whether it's in the passing game or the run game. He's kind of a versatile back. And as long as he cannot fumble the ball, he'll be great. Sanders is going to follow the line of great Philly running backs taken in the second round behind Brian Westbrook and LaShawn McCoy. A few years ago, they were both second round picks taken 
by Philly and how he Roseman knows how to draft running backs. So we'll see how he does out there in Philly. I think that Sanders could end up being an RB1 here in the next year or so, just depending on if they actually want to feed him the ball or if they want to keep it a committee. But it's looking good for the future with that running back core. And then at quarterback, you can bridge Matt Ryan for a few years and hopefully Sam Darnold has a breakout there. Gets everything going for him. Aaron also has the best defensive back core in the league. So tackles and interceptions could be very friendly categories for points to Aaron this year. Yeah, made a point to go get Keanu Neal and Landon Collins and then having Malcolm Jenkins as a three. It's a lot of tackles. Yeah, this is definitely a team that I really like across the board. I guess I have them ranked pretty low for how much I actually like them looking at it, but I guess that's just kind of how it went. Um, I like the quarterbacks. My, Matt Ryan's been, I guess, probably criminally underrated for quite some time now. Uh, what is he like? He's always a top five quarterback. Like He was number two all, last year or yeah, something. Like last few years, at least, he's always been putting up great numbers. Yeah, Sam Darnold should be able to... Uh, break out and take over the reins once he's gone. Uh, the running back core is kind of where it all falls apart for me a little bit at the start of the year, at least. Um, it'll get stronger by the end of the year, but yeah, for that first half, who knows what's going to happen with Melvin Gordon. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, I don't know if they'll start him right away. Jordan Howard is still there. He's not a great block to jump over, but uh, it still is something in the way. Uh, Geis, I like him. I have him in many leagues, and I really am pulling for him to do well this year, but I don't see it happening to begin with. Uh, but the wide receiver core is beautiful. <laughs> they have the best wide receiver in the league in Hopkins. Stacked with Keenan Allen, who is also a wide receiver one in my books. And then Tyler Boyd's going to be solid this year. With or without A.J. Green, he'll probably be a wide receiver too. I can see that definitely happening. Uh, A.J. Brown is the future. Uh, him and Corey Davis could make a great tandem for whoever's going to be the quarterback there. Could be Mariota. <laughs> Uh, D.D. Westbrook. I like that trade that he made for D.D. Westbrook. That was sent away Royce Freeman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. D.D.'s going to be funneled targets this year. And then even past that, I like the wide receiver core. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was my plan in the startup draft. I mean, I had Cooper Cup and Chris Godwin. Kind of, if you couldn't tell this offseason, I was just trying to accumulate value uh, any way I could. So I ended up putting myself in a good spot for next year with two firsts and two seconds. So I'm not too worried if this season doesn't go the best for me because I have plenty of ammunition for next year. But I would obviously like to see my team do well this year. I kind of agree with everything you guys are saying. I have no intentions starting more than the bare minimum running backs every week. Just hope two of the four touch the ball in a given week. Um, but yeah, I think it's a solid team uh, this year, and hopefully 
you know, going to the future is uh, looking a lot better. So for the Paladins, came in at number six, as we mentioned, gave him an average grade of 71.3. All right, so at number five, we have the Denver Duckies. There's a lot I like about the Duckies, starting with their quarterback room. I think it's, in my book, top four, top three maybe. I think Goff and Trubisky are both solid quarterbacks for the next 10 years. I like how he matched up Cohen with Trubisky. It's going to be check down Charlie time for Trubisky, and Cohen's going to rack up a bunch of yards with that speed. And then with Kamara, and with the future uncertain for Mr. Melvin Gordon, he has Eckler in there, who, if Gordon does come back and signs, Eckler's still going to be a huge part of that offense from a receiving standpoint, and to give Gordon breaks. And I also love his defensive line, getting the Bosas, Bea, Allen, Jordan, and Rankins, and Richardson. Pretty much every single defensive lineman he has um, is going to be around for a good amount of time. And he really solidified that position, I think, by getting the Bosa brothers. I don't know if that was a strategy of his or not. And taking a look at the rest of his defense, his defensive backs in Fuller, Apple, and Alexander, young guys who will be around for a while, and Randall, young guys who are going to be around for a while. So I think his defense is young and talented at the same time. Yeah, it all comes down to Alvin Kamara for me. I think the trade that he made getting rid of Dalvin Cook hurt his roster, but still the fact that Melvin Gordon's holding out and he's still got Austin Eckler there, paired with Tariq Cohen, got a pretty solid uh, trifecta there running back. And then Devin Singletary, if he can break out of the backfield that is Buffalo there, he might be able to get some solid points for him. Julio Jones, obviously, is Julio Jones. He's going to put up top three wide receiver numbers per the norm there. And then having Cooper Cup as his wide receiver too, mixed in with a little bit of Will Fuller if he can stay healthy, and Sterling Shepard if Eli Manning can actually throw the ball down the field, can end up with some decent numbers there. And then, as mentioned by Trent, the Bosa brothers, I think I have Dan's pass rushers ranked as a perfect score. You have a five out of five for pass rusher. Those two mix with Cameron Jordan. It's a pretty crazy defensive line, probably the best in the league. Yeah, I gave uh, Dan's team a 9.5 out of 10 when it came to the defensive, or not team, but category. Give him a 9.5 out of 10, which was the highest for my defensive line rankings. Yeah, I like Dan's team. It's pretty average, which I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I have him at number six. I think that his team is, you know, run of the mill at every position, worse at any one spot. It's also probably not the best at any one spot. Prior to the Dalvin trade, he probably had one of the top running back tandems, but has kind of hurt himself. Post Cook trade, I think one weakness is probably going to end up being linebacker for him. I mean, he has. Miles Jack and Todd Davis, who should be, you know, pretty big run stoppers. But besides that, he's banking on pass rushers, which is always kind of risky. Just depending on sacks, tackles are just more reliable. Um, so just the kind of depth concerns in linebacker worry me. 
But yeah, I think this is a pretty solid team. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. I'm liking the quarterback situation with Goff and Trubisky. The what for the running backs are you know Kamara is going to be able to lift that running back core on his own back himself. Uh, yeah, Cohen. I don't really know what to expect there this year. I don't imagine Montgomery taking too many of those passing situations away. So he should be probably wide or running back, mid running back two, I'm assuming. Uh, Eckler, yeah, every day that Melvin Gordon Gordon sits out, it's going to propel him higher and higher. Going to make a good at least two running backs of those three every week. Singletary, I like him in the future. I don't know how that Buffalo Bills backfield is going to play out, though. Who knows? Um, past that, there's really not much on the running back core. Uh, wide receivers, I like Julio. Not a whole lot of time left. I don't know, see any like future replacements. Uh, I like McLaurin, actually, specifically. I even inquired the other day trying to grab him but it was a no-go. Um, not a huge fan of Fuller, but the opportunity is certainly there. I could see Aguilar doing something when he gets out of Philly, possibly next year. And then for tight ends, I'm probably higher on Hooper than a lot of people are. I like him in that offense. And Rudolph is a good second option. Dan, if you're listening... I'm still down to trade you the farm for Camara. Keep that in mind. Collusion. Collusion. So we had the duckies come in at number five, seventy-one point eight grade out of a hundred. Coming in at number four, we have surprisingly many would probably say is the favorite to win league this year, the Pine Grove Grovers. We got Dylan fourth place. I mean, I think we can all say that. This team at one point looked pretty dominant. Um, you know, before the potential concerns with Ezekiel Elliott and you know Andrew Luck retiring hurts Marlon Mack a good bit. I still think that they'll both be fine for the season. Um, so yeah, he's really loaded at running back, even post James Conner trade and his receivers. He's got a great quartet up. Can't really compete with either of those position groups to be honest. I think they're probably starter wise the probably the best two tandem in the league. Yeah, his trade where he gave James Connor to Nick and got Mike Evans was probably one of the best like team I guess helpful for the team deals like both way that I've seen in a league, honestly. Because Mike Evans helps give him a lot better floor at wide receiver for a win now. So now he's going to be starting Mike Evans, Julian Edelman, Amari Cooper, and DJ Moore at wideout. That's a really, really solid core. Mike Evans is obviously going to be a top 10 player at that position, and he had the running backs to give away there. Still got Tevin Coleman. If Zeke holds out, he'll be fine starting David Johnson and, like I said, Tevin Coleman. And then Marlon Mack should still be good as a running back too. Don't see him hitting that running back one ceiling now, though, with luck gone. I feel like we've talked more about Andrew Luck here in this pod than probably any <laughs> other player mentioned. But uh, tight end, a little bit weaker. But Vance McDonald could have a breakout year. 
Darren Waller obviously could go crazy out there. He's getting rave reviews from Raiders camp. And in the preseason, we've heard nothing but good things about Darren Waller, so good for that. And then mixing J.J. Watt with Sue and Yannick Ngakwe should be a pretty lethal defensive end stack. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that the wide receivers, as we've already mentioned a couple of times, the strength of the team. I love Kirk Cousins, and I love Matthew Stafford, and the future is uncertain about Drew Locke. I don't want to say that his quarterback situation is scary, because at this point it's not, but I guess every team has a worst-case scenario. But Stafford's getting up there in age, and Cousins, you never know with his health, so that could be a potential uh, warning spot, but at this point we don't have to worry about that. I do like his linebacking core with Keekley and Martinez. Uh, I think that's a really great one-two punch. Um, you can even add in Littleton and Bradham. Solid, solid linebacking core there. And as the tight ends, Waller, if you've been watching Hard Knocks, he is getting a ton of, ton of love out of training camp. And as Cole already said, McDonald has a chance to be a true fantasy impact in a Steelers offense that hasn't really seen much production from their tight end since Jesse James. Uh, yeah, I'd say this is also a team I like. Uh, the quarterbacks, yeah, I don't know if I'd say they scare me, but they definitely aren't exciting. Uh, both Cousins and Stafford don't really put up great fantasy points from week to week, at least not over the past couple of years. Um, and then Locke is... Yeah, who knows what the future holds for him. He could be just another Denver Broncos quarterback pick that just disappears off the map. Uh, like the running backs, as long as Zeke comes back, I don't see him holding out that long. Yeah, enjoy the wide receiver core too. It was a pain to give away Evans, but I think what I got back was definitely beneficial to my team. I like Amari Cooper. I can see him being an wide receiver one this year and into the future considering how well he did at the end of the year with Dak. Uh, DJ Moore uh, another guy I've been trying to buy anywhere I can but the price is just too high. Same. Uh, Julian. <laughs> Julian Edelman is somebody who will at least carry that flex spot or that wide receiver three spot for a couple more years, I imagine, uh, while DJ Moore turns into the beast that he should be. I've always been a fan of Jameson Crowder. Hopefully he can put out some decent flex point totals this year. Um, and then, yeah, tight ends, not a huge fan of Vance McDonald, but I can see him definitely putting together a mid to late tight end one season if everything falls right. And then, uh, yeah, Eifert and Waller are definitely guys who could do something, but that I'm not quite counting on. Uh, defense is probably one of my favorite defenses in the league. I like the defensive backs with Adams and Matthew, as well as Justin Reed. Um, linebackers, his top three linebackers are pretty much all linebacker ones to me. Littleton is on the line. Of course, he was... Not a lot of draft stock there, so they could probably just get rid of them at any moment, for all we know. And then, yeah, great D-line. Great future. Looking forward to seeing how this team does. Except 
not when he's playing against me twice a year. That's right. Yeah, Dylan comes with a, uh, an average uh, 73.2 out of 100. Definitely one of the favorites for this year. Coming in at number three, we have the Scar of Spiders. Jason, the man that took Todd Gurley, said he was considering taking him at the 101 and ended up moving back. I let Joey take Saquon at that spot. Still got his guy at number seven. So this man was doing his draft from London on that wonky British time. He still ended up with a really solid roster, as you mentioned. Ended up with a number three overall team in the whole league here. He said Todd Gurley putting up those gaudy touchdown numbers last year should still have a decent ceiling. As long as he doesn't get hurt again, he'll be good. Deshaun Watson's going to put out just like he has the last two years of his career to start off. He's obviously a high-end QB1 going forward. Got Stephon Diggs mixed in there with Geronimo Allison, Golden Tate, Robert Woods. A pretty strong receiving core. Got Zach Ertz near the top of the draft as well. He's got a really solid tight end one. He's also got a pretty strong defensive line as well with Calais Campbell. JPP should actually be coming back from that injury sooner than we expected, so he could potentially play him at some point. Uh, and then Brandon Graham, DeForest Buckner, obviously underrated. Should get some decent points out of that, but he's got a really solid team overall. This team graded a lot higher than I guess we kind of expected on average. Like I said, the number three overall team. Yeah, I actually had the Spiders um, a lot lower than the rest of you guys. Personally, I had them at eight. So I think the thing that scared me the most was, and I'm starting to see a pattern with myself, is the fact that, um, you know, Watson and Mariota, Watson's obviously his guy, but if something would go south with his injury history, the quarterback room is then at risk. I do like his wide receivers. Um, Diggs, Jeffrey, Tate, Woods. Um, that's four solid guys right there. And then he solidified one of the Royal Three with Ertz at the tight end position. So I do like his team. I do like his defense, especially linebackers. Um, probably the best linebacking core, if not top two. Um, Wagner, Van Der Esch, and Trevathan. So I could see him being a playoff team if all go. He's in the West, correct, with us three? Yeah, so, I mean, we've said it before, that division, I think, host um, some of the better teams, at least for this year. So the other divisions don't take offense to that just because there's three of us from the West in this pod. But I think... You know, this could be a six or seven win team that still doesn't make the playoffs. I feel like this in particular team where the way it ranked out doesn't really reflect my opinion on the team as much because he came in third, maybe even second in my ranking. So, yeah, he came in second the way it graded out for me. But I think in reality, I kind of think of this team like uh, mine and Dan's. It's kind of like upper to middle tier team. I think I mean, obviously he's a lot like Dan to be honest. Especially on the offensive side, he has you know one stud running back, 
maybe two if you like Derrick Henry. And not much else on the team. And then receiver, he has several good options after Stephon Diggs and Woods. None of them are particularly great, I wouldn't say. And then just the rest of the team is pretty good, but not elite, I would say. So yeah, I just think it's a pretty solid team over. Uh, yeah, my thoughts on the team would definitely be that it's well above average in most respects. The only thing that really scares me is the running back position. If Gurley does go down with that pesky knee, um, never been a huge fan of Henry. I don't see Ido Smith doing a whole heck of a lot, and I think really Peterson's the only one that could possibly take the ball and put up any kind of points that would help him continue on throughout the season. Uh, I like the wide receiver core, core as a whole, but as past digs in woods, there's not a whole lot of, yeah, actually more than I think about it. Jeffrey and Tate are pretty solid. Um, so yeah, I don't mind the wide receiver core, but there's nothing, not a lot of explosiveness there that I'd that would put him in a top tier. I just kind of see it as being above average across the board. It is good that he got that yeah top three tight end in Ertz though. He's one of those teams that seems to have a lot of like top heavy talent at the positions that matter. And for me, he actually graded out a perfect score on defensive line and linebacker, and then 16 out of 20 for starting wide receivers and running backs. So he's just got a pretty high-end top to a lot of those positions. Also gave made it out of, out of eight at QB. So he graded really high because he was really, really high-end at some of those positions. So yeah, we think he's going to end up being a contender, and he starts off the top three for us. Scar Spiders, number three overall, 73.8 average. All right, and coming in at number two, we have our podcast host, the Phoenix Wildfire, Cole. The thing I like most about Cole's team is he solidified the quarterback room with Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton. Uh, Newton's health has been questionable after last season, but I'm expecting Newton and Jackson to have both huge years and then Dalton is still there to put up solid fantasy numbers as as he always has across his career and then Haskins the rookie Redskins are high on him as well as the rest of the league so that could be a future quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years uh, I like what he did at the running back position as well Pollard is looking like a great pick more and more every day as long as Zeke does not sign. But on top of that, you have Mixon and Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones, that is, for the Packers. Also has Ronald Jones, but he's not quite to that level yet. And I really love the Henderson pick, just because you don't know what's going to happen with Gurley. And even with Gurley in the offense and healthy, there's a lot of reports coming out of camp that Henderson is still going to be on the field a lot. Wide receivers, Hill and Odell and Cooks. That's a solid three. So I really like his offense. Defense is probably what struggled the most for me with Cole's team. 
and was probably the reason he's not in the number one spot for me. Defensive line is strong um, with Gary and Beasley and Donald, but the linebacker position and the defensive back position is solid. But looking at it in reference to the rest of the league, I don't think it's quite as competitive. Yeah, I think I think this team is really close to uh, Dylan, whereas Dylan has the the floor of great options at the position. I think is the ceiling. Obviously, those three receivers he has literally put up eighty points in a week. There's the output would be ridiculous in a given week, but they also all have their own concern. Well, maybe not Cook, but Odell Beckham and Tyreek Hill definitely have their reasons for concern. And then I also agree with you, Trent, on the defensive side. Um, I just think, kind of like Joey's, he has studs at all the levels, but I, as a overall unit, I think it's probably more the average. But it's still probably one of the top teams for this year, obviously, season, the number two spot. Uh, yeah, this is a team that I really like top to bottom. Quarterback, Newton, as long as he's healthy, he's going to turn out a great year. He'll probably be in the top half of QB1s. Uh, Lamar Jackson has that crazy high rushing floor as long as he remains the quarterback and they keep winning. I uh, like Haskins' future. I thought he was the second best quarterback in the league or in the draft, and as many people probably did, definitely up there with Kyler Murray. Yeah, Dalton's gonna be around probably for another year or two, just to kind of shore it up. Uh, really like the running back core, Mixon's. Um, yeah, he'll be putting up a great year once again, even if that O line is pretty suspect. Uh, Aaron Jones, provided he stays healthy and the new coach actually uses him correctly, uh, could be a good late wide receiver running back one, maybe mid to high running back two. Big fan of Kenyon Drake. I've inquired a couple times just to kind of gauge what uh, Cole thought he was worth. And yeah, it didn't quite work out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, with that trade to Houston, Duke Johnson has shot up my own rankings. I could definitely see him being, don't know about a bell cow, but somebody who's putting up pretty decent numbers, especially for the running back four on a team. And then, yeah, Pollard, uh, as long as Zeke's out, he'll be, yeah, I don't know. Really big fan of the running back position here. And then, of course, the three, or the OBJ, Hill, and Cooks stack in the wide receiver position is easily my favorite uh, in this league. Of course, was pretty down on Hill a couple months ago, but that reinstatement has shot him up my rankings. Not, would it be a reinstatement or just like a non-suspension, I guess? Yeah, whatever. Uh, the issue being past that, I don't see any difference makers, at least for the time being. Uh, if one of those guys goes down, there's not a lot of production past that. It's a lot of high upside plays. And then tight end. Yeah, I can see Howard definitely making 
the case for this to be uh, maybe a top five tight ends being the best or being like the holy grail for next year with uh, Hunter Henry being in there too. Um, yeah, and also a little low on the defense myself, but I do like that defensive line. Cole, what are your thoughts on your team? Well, I feel like I've been getting extremely lucky with a lot of the things that have been going on this preseason, whether it be from the Tony Pollard shooting up due to Zeke not signing his contract to the Duke Johnson with the Lamar Miller injury and uh, just things breaking right. Everything is broken right for me so far, except for, again, we're going to mention it, Andrew Luck going down hurts my Mo Cox stock, which makes me really <laughs> sad because he was like my team mascot. I love Mo Alley Cox, but I'm going to hold on to him for a while more, but I'm not sure if he's going to really do much with that luck there. Uh, I still, I said this in a previous podcast, got the best player in the entire league, so that trumps everything with Aaron Donald. But uh, it's hard to do accurate self-assessment on your own team, but I, I like my roster. I had myself ranked number two, and I'm feeling really, really happy and prepared for this season. I feel like I can make a run. Yeah, I ate my own words during our initial West Division podcast. One of the questions that I was asked was, at what point in the draft were you sniped? And I, and I had said, you know, not really the whole draft until the rookie draft when Cole took Pollard. And I kind of just shrugged it off because it was the eighth round in the rookie draft. And uh, he could potentially be the RB1 in Dallas for the next couple of weeks, if not the season, depending on what Zeke decides to do. But that was the Phoenix Wildfire at number two. Our pod host, Cole, with the average score of 75.7. All right. Coming in at the number one spot is the Honolulu High Tide. Uh, at the quarterback position, we have Wentz as probably, I could see him being a quarterback one for the next at least 10 years, as long as he stays healthy. Breeze has another couple of years of uh, solid play in him. I imagine him, or I imagine seeing him passing less in the next few years, provided he makes it that far. And then Stidham, uh, lottery ticket. I could definitely see him taking over for Brady. I don't know how for how long. Uh, running back core, really like David Johnson and Fournette. It's a great one, too. And then Devonta Freeman as a third running back is also solid. Uh, I got Mark Ingram there, too. So that's four running backs that could really put up some decent points week in and week out. Definitely a strong suit for the team. Uh, wide receiver, Devontae Adams and Landry, as well as A-Rob. Um, A-Rob's definitely someone I could see jumping into at least the wide receiver two position this year, or into a wide receiver two spot. I could see even higher than that. Uh, Godwin's a great fourth wide receiver to have on the team. Um. Aside from that, yeah, I'm not a huge Metcalf fan, but if he does what some people think he's going to do, that'll just further strengthen this team. Uh, tight ends really where I would have to say 
it's weak. Uh, not a big fan of Burton. And past that, Jarwin, I don't see him really doing anything this year. So, See, you don't even need tight end points when you have <laughs> Calvin Johnson 2.0 on this roster and DK Metcalf, so that's all that matters. Oh, that's true. That's true. Actually, I have Trent's linebackers graded out as perfect in my ratings. I have him at a 5 out of 5 for starting linebackers. Again, absolutely phenomenal set there with Jamie Collins going back to the Patriots. Should be able to put up some solid numbers there behind good coaching and Bill Belichick's defensive genius. Levante David's still going to put up some good points for another few years here. Mix that in with C.J. Mosley, who after the Williamson ACL tear should absorb even more tackles for that Jets defense. Devin White, the young stud for the Buccaneers, also putting up good points. Mixed in with Von Miller for a ceiling there. He's got top three, if not the best linebacking core in the whole league. And I love his running backs. Of course, Fournette's one of my favorite players, so that's nice. And then I have to mention Carson Wentz again as one of the players that I really, really wanted and got sniped on. And I think that Wentz has that not just top 10, top 5 quarterback upside. I think he has like total QB1 for the next decade upside. And I probably shouldn't say this because I want to trade for him, but Carson Wentz, he's going to be one of the best of all time by the time he's done. Bold. Now, I know more than anybody that is possibly physically unhealthy to let Trent's uh, ego get any bigger <laughs> than it currently is. But, I mean, honestly, if you just look at, look at his team top to bottom, he's right around, you know, the top five at every position. Um, I mean, tight end is obviously the weak spot. But, I mean, just given that if you don't get one of the top guys, the margin – difference isn't really that big anyway that's not a bad spot to be weak at and then even on the defensive end pretty loaded at each level uh starters and backups um so yeah i mean just overall at this point i think trent has the most balanced team as whereas i think cole has the upside and dylan has the safe player. i think trent kind of has the best of both worlds so that's why he comes in here at number anything you want to touch on your team real quick Trent uh no yeah I mean you guys kind of hit it all I was very happy with my draft and the moves I've made so far I um gave up a lot to Aaron to acquire Chris Godwin got rid of my first round pick but I think even though Godwin is the wide receiver too on the team uh the Bucks offense is a juggernaut um as far as the passing game goes, obviously their record reflects their defense and some other things that have gone on in the past, but I'm excited that I got Godwin. He's my guy out of Penn state and for the bucks and it hurt to get rid of Thielen, but the Devonte Freeman as a running back three um, was very appealing to me. I think running backs are the most valuable position in fantasy football and yeah, very happy about my linebacking core and my defense as a whole. Tight end is the the worst the worst spot. But as Aaron mentioned, I kind of just went into that with the attitude that if I didn't get Ertz, Kittle, or Kelsey, that I was probably just going to be um, with the rest of the with the other with the other teams. 
So I'm happy. I'm excited. And uh, I think Cole's team definitely has more upside than mine at the moment. I think even though I do have some young guys, I'm more of a win now. And uh, I'm just excited for the season. And hopefully Aaron, Cole, myself, and the Spiders don't uh, absolutely beat the heck out of each other in our own division. All right. So there you have that high tide coming in at 76.2. So go back up the list here. Coming in, number 12, Hawks, 64.4. Number 11, Sharks, 65.4. Number 10, Tauntauns, 67.3. Number 9, Wendigos, 69.3. Number 8, Magicians, 69.9. Number 7, Clams, 71. Number 6, Paladins, 71.3. Number 5, Duckies, 71.8. Number 4, Grovers, 73.2. Number 3, Spiders, 73.8. Number 2, Wildfire, 75.7. And a number 1, High Tide, 76.2. So I'll put you guys on the spot real quick. If you can't pick yourself, what's your championship prediction for the league? Trent Dillon. Trent Dillon. All right, what you got, Trent? I'm going to say Cole Aaron. All right, what you got, Nick? Uh, I'll go Joey Cole. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say oh, Trent Devin. All right, boys, anything else you want to add here to the end? We uh, think we hit on everything. Yeah, at this um, at this point next week, we'll be talking about the uh, Packers-Bears game. That's right. So, football's coming. Make sure you set your lineups. Make sure you drop your roster spots to 48 before Aaron cuts them for you. That's right. Be shame when your sleepers got cut. And if you're thinking of dropping a tight end, you should probably just trade him to me first. Yeah, keep that in mind. All right. Thank you for joining us, Trent and Nick, the guest hosts. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> What's happening? All right. And from all of us here, we'll see you out there, dude. Kickoff's coming. That's right. Good luck. Cue music. <laughs> <laughs>